We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. everybody welcome to the week nine pro football focus show here on roto grinders i am Britt divine joined today by a very special guest uh currently a starting quarterback in the nfl uh has reclaimed his rightful starting job on the tampa bay buccaneers uh brian fitzpatrick welcome to the show yeah th- thanks for having me on it's a, it's a real pr- pleasure big fan big shoes to fill for for scott barrett of course um and uh also uh, you know, I, I was on Disney a couple of weeks ago. I, I brought back with me uh, a special guest. We set him across the country. Uh, welcome, uh, Tigger. Uh, w- welcome to the show. Happy to be here. Uh, let's get into some week nine. Uh, I think we're going to have a fun time this week. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to have some fun here today. So th- these are all like impromptu uh, costumes, by the way. I wasn't planning on doing anything about like 10 minutes before the show. I got a sugar high from all the leftover candy. I'm tilting my face off from this Tyus Jones news in basketball. I threw on a costume, and then within about two minutes, both my co-hosts transformed. Uh, so we got a, a nice little fun show impromptu for you guys here today. Uh, how, how do we get go for everybody? Scott, I have myself a pretty good week. Uh, outside of week one, I have my best MME, or actually Scott, not Scott, uh, Mr. Fitzpatrick. Uh, how, how do we get go for you? Are you allowed to play in a DFS in the NFL? Yeah, man. It- I think oh, 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 I forgot him in character. I was like, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, made some good money. Even though I, I went all in on Jameis, um, but uh, yeah, t- Tyler, I think had the same same problem that I did. Uh, smash everywhere, but the QB spot. Oh, also the tight end spot. That was rough. I, I had Jameis, but I had like Todd Gurley, and I had uh, a whole bunch of I had James Conner, so I was I was able to weather the storm. Uh, Tigger, how'd it go for you on week eight? Oh, I smashed it! Won every head-to-head, finished first place in every fifty-fifty, every multiplier. <laughs> I, I smoked it. Um, did really well on DK as well, and then just uh, absolutely smashed on Yahoo. It was a really good week for me. Yeah, we're gonna hopefully be able to help everybody out. Oh, two! I want to show everybody this, by the way. I I, I got my uh. Cinderella purse here too, by the way, everybody. So I'm fully prepared. I uh, have a good show here today. Uh, real quick, we I have some housekeeping I got to talk to here behind the scenes of Rota Grinders. Um, first off is, uh, oh my goodness, hold on, I've got the wrong email here. Hold on, everybody. Oh, uh, crunch time. So the crunch time and court report. This is for NBA. Would have helped us out with Tyus Jones tonight. We're going to give that to you for free on Friday. So if you ever wanted to try to check that stuff out behind the scenes here at Rota Grinders. Uh, on Friday, you'll get a dose of crunch time leading up the half an hour before lock on the premium show, and you'll get the court report live blog with up-to-the-minute news and analysis. Uh, we'll give you a free uh, showing of that on Friday. And also uh, for Fanball, uh, we're doing a little promo with them. They have these intense DFS auctions where you're kind of bidding uh, with six other people on four players all at the same time. It's really fun. Uh, it's fanball.com slash rotogrinders. It's kind of a new site. Uh, it's tied to kind of things like my fantasy league and a couple other things out there you might have heard about. Um, but it's fun. They have regular DFS as well. 
you want to go check it out, it's in the forums. Uh, if you deposit through the links on Roto-Grinders, uh, if you deposit 20 bucks, we will give you a $20 instant deposit bonus. So there's no playthrough required. You're able to use that $20 immediately in auctions or on their DFS platform. Uh, so make sure to go check that out. All right. Uh, enough with the costumes. Uh, well, actually, we're going to have to stay in character for one of these here in a second here, uh, Mr. Fitzpatrick. Uh, but first, I want to start with you. Uh, we're going to do stud, a value, and a dud at each position this week. Uh, the top is very, very easy this week. There's two quarterbacks. You guys both have them highlighted. Uh, Tyler, I'll start with you. Uh, I think he's going to be uh, – he's going to tie for probably what Jameis Winston did a couple of weeks ago when I thought he was going to be one of the highest-owned quarterbacks. Uh, we've got Cam Newton at home against the Buccaneers, who are giving up, I think, 33 uh, actual real-life NFL points every game as a defense. How does Cam not come through this week? Yeah, the Bucks defense ranks last or next to last in just about every statistical category you can think of. Passing yards, passing touchdowns, completion percentage, yards per attempt, quarterback rating, uh, and most importantly, fantasy points. Newton has scored at least 24 DK points in five of his last six outings. He's coming off a season high in both completion percentage and yards per attempt, and that was against a really stout Baltimore Ravens secondary. He was wheeling and dealing last week in that matchup. Um, but the thing that we love about Cam is his Konami rushing floor. That's what we covet in cash games. Uh, but it's his, his matchup here with this historically poor Tampa Bay secondary that gives him the ceiling worth pursuing in tournaments. He's a smash spot. Don't overthink it. Uh, very easily reachable as well because for some reason, DraftKings, hey, if you're out there, Todd Gurley goes for like 45 fantasy points every single week. You don't have to lower his price. You have to raise it. So he's just 9,500 this week. We've got Cortland Sutton chalk we'll talking about in a little bit. It's very easy to reach either one of the two elite quarterbacks. Uh, Scott, you want to talk about Pat Mahomes as your stud. These are two can't-miss options this week. Is he worth the extra $500 to you? Um, probably not, but uh, I, I have to talk up uh, an expensive quarterback, and he would be uh, – There's only two. The one, the one I'd mention after Tyler took the other one first. But uh, there, there honestly is a really strong case to be made for Mahomes. So his uh, 222.9 fantasy points to the – through uh, uh, his eight games this year. That's the third most by any quarterback all time. Really, he's only had two sort of uh, underwhelming performances. Uh, that was against Jacksonville and in Denver. Uh, but he threw for at least 300 yards and a rushing touchdown in both of those games. And they the really weren't down games if you factor in the strength of the opponent. Uh, so his 313 yards against Jacksonville was the most he allowed since the 2016 season. It's 304 passing yards against Denver was the most by a road quarterback against them since the 2014 season, uh, putting up the most fantasy points per game of any quarterback by uh, a significant margin this season. Uh, and yeah, sure. It's a tough matchup, but it looks to me like he's wholly matchup proof and he's on a borderline historic pace and he's really not that egregiously priced. So, uh, he's definitely in contention could be a slate buster and, and, you know, uh, uh, you know, the, the far bulk of Kansas city's touchdowns are going through him and they're projected to score uh, quite a few touchdowns again on Sunday. So uh, there's a lot to like with him. Yeah. What I like about him too, is I don't always stack in cash games um, because of some of the value you have out there. You can actually use him with Travis Kelsey this week pretty easily to get, ex we're taking, we're paying like $4,500 for zeros at tight ends. I don't, I'm done with that. I'm done doing things like that. So I'm just going to pay up for Travis Kelsey this week. I think uh, on my cash teams, it's pretty reachable and you can use Mahomes. Um, so Scott, or not Scott, Tyler, don't talk bad about our co-host here. He's, he's right across. He's on the internet with us. He can reach across the screen and he can smack you down if he needs to today. So you've got him listed as your value quarterback of the week. You've got Ryan Fitzmagic in here. Uh, you can't diss him too hard. He's, he's right on the show here with us. I've got nothing but love for Fitzmagic here. I mean, Look at it. If you combine Jameis and Fitzmagic's fantasy outings through the first seven games, they would trail only Patrick Mahomes. The Fitz-Winston combination has gone for 2,634 passing yards over the first seven games of the season. That passing number is the second highest in league history through a team's first seven games. They're trailing only the greatest show on turf, and that's just by three yards. Uh, Tampa Bay has now faced a Panthers defense that's allowed three 300-yard passers, multiple passing touchdowns to five of the seven quarterbacks they faced. I think Fitz money gets it done here. Great price, great opportunity. Um, and for anyone who's quick to forget his first three outings to start the year, 45, 34 and 31 DraftKings points. The guy can get it done. 
Uh, Mr. Ryan Fitzpatrick, are you, are you going to throw a couple of picks and get benched halfway through this game? I need to know. Uh, no, that's not going to happen. Uh, so the common misconception is that uh, I am bad. I am not bad. <laughs> bad. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the second highest graded quarterback per pro football focus. He's leading all quarterbacks in passer rating. Uh, and, and by my data, uh, he combines with uh, Winston to actually put up the most uh, fantasy points per game, uh, even more so than, than Patrick Mahomes, at least by, by FanDuel and DraftKings scoring. All right, let's uh, talk about uh, your other value play, Mr. Fitzpatrick, who I think is going to end up, it's very clearly, people are going to play Cam Newton, people are going to play Patrick Mahomes, and then people are going to play Jared Goff in what should be another shootout for the Rams, uh, this time in New Orleans this week. He was 6000 last week, has a really good game, still just $6,000. How are you breaking this down here? So let's let's transform into Scott here. This is really tough for me. Right? I'm looking at Cam Newton, 6600 the 600 doesn't really do too much for me on the rest of my team, so I think I'm, I'm going to go with Newton. But that 600 could save you a lot uh, and get you something, uh, you know, in a tournament. Um, so let's talk a little bit about golf. Yeah, so so early in, into this week, uh, I, I figured I would just be all in on Ryan Fitzpatrick as, like, the clear best play. But on DraftKings, I mean, Gov is only 500 mm-hmm. more. Um, we know he has massive upside when he's forced to pass. And why wouldn't he be forced to pass uh, this week against the Saints, which are one of the best offenses in football and the most glaring pass funnel defense uh, in football? Um, Sure, he's on the road and he has some weird uh, home road splits, but I mean, it's Coors Field, allegedly, right? Um, But yeah, so the Saints, uh, 80% of their their yards allowed has been via the pass that ranks uh, most in the league. on top of that, they're giving up the sixth most points per drive, 2.69. Uh, so just really a, a glaring uh, pass funnel, um, big upside, pretty cheap. Um, only concern is that Todd Gurley has something like uh, 67% of the team's touchdowns since last year. So, um, you know, you could probably get away with uh, – just playing Todd Gurley instead. But of course, you know, in a tournament, anything's possible. Um, we'll talk about, uh, you've got Gurley coming up in the next segment here. So you just rattled off some good stats on the Saints defense. We'll have to see. I mean, I'm playing Todd Gurley. I don't really care what 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 kind of stats you can come up with about the Saints defense. Uh, I'm going to play the, uh, the touchdown machine right now in the NFL. Uh, a couple of dud quarterbacks. I don't really think we're going to have too many problems dismissing these guys. Uh, Tyler, Alex Smith is just horrible. Uh, it was clearly Andy Reid. All those weapons in Kansas City made him. He's struggling as a fantasy quarterback this year. The team's doing all right. They're really good defensively. Uh, I think they're they're playing Alex Smith football. They're letting Adrian Peterson win, and they're trying to win with defense. Uh, Alex Smith isn't going to win too many games for him, so I, I'm in agreement here. I'm going to be fading Alex Smith. Yeah, he, the, I feel like DraftKings is kind of daring us to play him at just 5K yeah. this week, but I'm not biting. I mean, find the other $300 to get up to Joe Flacco. Find the other $500 to get up to Fitzpatrick. The guy just has no ceiling this week, despite the good matchup here against Atlanta. He's flopped in every other great matchup he's had to year, had this year. He's scored more than 16 points just twice. Uh, there's like very little ceiling to pursue here. Uh, I think we can move on. Yeah, I'd play Flacco. I'd play Keenum. I'd play Darnold. I'd play... Um, all right, I, I won't play, play the Bills quarterback. <laughs> I was joking on that. I wouldn't do that one. Um, but I'd play all those other guys before Alex Smith. And another guy, uh, we've kind of been talking about this, just not a real good life quarterback, Scott. And in today's NFL, I don't know, it's kind of, I don't think Jameis Winston's really good, but I'll play him in fantasy. But he's got so many good weapons around him. Um, Mitchell Trubisky's kind of another guy. I, I don't really have a lot of interest. I faded him last week. He's won the Millionaire Maker twice this year, but uh, just not a guy. I, uh, I don't think I've rostered more than a, a couple of occasions this year in tournaments. Yeah, he's our second worst starting quarterback behind only Sam Darnold. He got comp to Tim Tebow on the uh, PFF main podcast. Uh, matchup isn't really uh, ideal for the pass, uh, so I will pass. Yeah, I'd play uh, I'd play Russell Breeze, Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, Matt. I'd play all these guys around him before I, uh, I take a shot. I know he's got the rushing upside, which uh, can be really good for fantasy. Um, but I'm going to take a hard pass on that. So, uh, Mr. Fitzpatrick, I'm going to go, uh, and we're going to talk about your uh, actual opportunity article. Every week, uh, I like to give you a couple minutes to highlight this. Uh, let's see what your alter ego 
can can up can come up for us uh, this week on week nine. What happened last week? What are some guys in the season uh, that look like they might get some positive regression for us? Yeah, so I, I was actually swamped with work uh, on on Wednesday, which was or Tuesday, which was the trade deadline. So I kind of yeah. approached this a little bit differently. Instead of just like writing the two thousand words I typically do, I just covered more ground, more names. And uh, just you, you guys know, hired someone at Pro Football Focus to throw all these fancy graphics out here, didn't you? No, I think uh, it's just the same guy who's always been doing it, who's maybe improved, but but he looked. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, article looks real good. Yeah, so shout out to Daniel Kelly. Uh, but yeah, you could uh, skim through it, take a look. Uh, you know, Larry Fitzgerald seems back to his old ways. Mm-hmm. Good volume the last three weeks. Shout out to John Proctor, uh, who put me on Larry Fitzgerald last week. Uh, had 100% exposure to him on DraftKings. I don't think anyone else besides the Power Hour guys were on him, but but uh, should have known because he had a good volume the two weeks before that too. Um, talking about uh, um, uh, Cortland Sutton, he's a, a name I'm going to talk about a little bit later. Jarvis Landry, we're at the point now with him where it's, all right, when's the regression coming? Is it coming or is this like Zay Jones in 2017 or Allen Robinson in 2016? where, you know, maybe just the offense is so bad. He's just not a, a wide receiver one who can carry an offense. Uh, but those are some of the things I talked about in the article this week. Yeah, uh, always very in-depth, uh, a good read every week. Uh, if you've got a pro football focus subscription, uh, I think you get this for just the regular $40 ones to get you all the fantasy, get you the grades, get you the wide receiver cornerback matchup chart. Um, definitely. Oh, I, I will say, yeah, don't forget to scroll to the bottom to look at the best uh, – DFS values. A guy uh, I can talk about um, maybe a little bit later is, is Willie Sneed, who's one of the top values by DraftKings and FanDuel, and is a great matchup this week. So I'm, I'm going to have a lot of exposure to him. I'm trying to snipe Sneed in a dynasty league, but the, the guy's team, he's, he's tanking for this year and next year. He has no reason to have Sneed, but he won't give him up. I want Willie Sneed. Uh, he might watch the show, but uh, if you're out there, trade me Willie Sneed. Uh, kind of a Willie Sneed rant, but uh, I do agree. I do like Willie Sneed some this week. All right, let's go to uh, running backs and uh, let's go to Tyler. I I feel like this is backwards because you had to get to the sheet first because there's no way Scott let you steal Derry Sanders from him this week. We've got Christian McCaffrey in the nut spot. He's just, uh, what is he? Oh, he must already be in my lineup. I'm actually not on Derry Sanders and I don't think it's in that spot. All right. So we'll have to talk. You'll have to explain this. You're, You're one of his biggest fans. Uh, Tyler, what do you got for me? Basically, anything you look at defensively, Tampa Bay is horrible at. Uh, this looks like a really good spot. The only problem I'm having is I'm going to get Todd Gurley, and I, I'd much rather play Todd Gurley, and I'd much rather um, play a couple guys in the, in the mid-range, and I'm running out of room uh, to get Christian McCaffrey on the zone. Yeah, I mean, his price tag at 7800 is a little difficult on DK. I, I like him a bit more in Fandle, actually, despite it being half PPR. Uh, but like you said to start it off, those Buccaneers defense is one way you attack at every single level. McCaffrey is also seeing uh, the lion's share of touches here in this backfield by a large majority. He's seen 84% of the team's running back touches so far this year, 96.3% of the team's offensive snaps. Those are both huge market shares. Uh, this matchup could be one that's up-tempo. Uh, look for a lot of touches from McCaffrey when they get the lead. Um, he's averaging 19.4 touches per game entering this contest. And we've already seen three backs hit their ceilings here against this uh, Buccaneers defense with 30-plus DraftKings points. Um, they now add Jason Pierre-Paul to the injury list. That includes Gerald McCoy and Vinnie Curry. Um, both those guys were now limited in practice. They might make their return this week. Um, so be sure to keep an eye on that. But with opponents scoring on 88% of the red zone trips against the Bucks, I think McCaffrey has a really good chance here to reach pay dirt as either a runner or as a receiver. Yeah, the Bucks 15th in DVOA against the run, but 29th in DVOA against pass catching running backs, also allowing the fifth highest yards per attempt to opposing backs in the passing game. Seems like a really good spot, uh, Mr. Fitzpatrick. Uh, why, why the hate on your boy, Christian McCaffrey? Um, yeah, so I wanted to play him in the spot uh, twice last year, and, and in both spots he failed. I wanted to play him against uh, New England. Uh, for the same reason, it's it's like uh, so Tampa Bay's hemorrhaging points to the slot wide receiver. Does that translate to McCaffrey, who is slot-ish? And now he, he busted in that matchup as well. Uh, he just, you know, hasn't been seeing as good volume, uh, not as good pr- production since Greg Olson's return. Uh, and uh, per my matchup uh, uh, model, 
uh, Devin Funches actually easily has the best receiver matchup of the week, which surprised me because you want to play Tampa Bay against the slot. And he's not really uh, seeing too many slot targets, but uh, so I'll probably go uh, that way to get my exposure on a non Cam Newton lineups. All right. Let's talk about Todd Gurley for a little bit. I don't, I don't know if I want to spend too much time. He's underpriced again on DraftKings. I, I think I haven't opened up FanDuel yet this week. I heard through the rumblings, he's like over $11,000 or something like that now on FanDuel. So more rightfully priced over there, if that's correct. But DraftKings, he just keeps putting up 30 plus fantasy point games and they keep lowering his salary. It doesn't make sense to me, but it is what it is. Uh, I'm going to be playing Todd Gurley on my cash games. I think as it stands right now, uh, do you have any disagreement with that? Well, no, I, I wrote him up. So so definitely not. Uh, he's He's putting up numbers. Uh, we really have only ever seen once from any player at any position ever. And it, it was one season from Ladanian Tomlinson, the fantasy goat. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm not going to question this. I'm just going to continue to ride it out until I start losing money. And I, I think that's the way to go. Uh, Latavius Murray put up 18, I think half PPR points last week against the saints. Call me crazy. I think Todd Gurley might be able to outdo Latavius Murray a little bit in fantasy points this week. So I'm not concerned at the least in any of these uh, run-stopping numbers that the Saints are throwing out at us right now. Uh, Tyler, a value uh, running back that you have this week. Uh, A little bit interesting. Might not have the best game script going for him, um, but it seems you got a little something going on down below for Mr. Nick Chubb. (laughs) <laughs> oh, just a horrible horrible oh terrible <laughs> uh all right let's start over so the chiefs entered this matchup um they're 8.5 point road favorites here uh, i think that's really big for them uh, not really buying that here against this huge jackson Les browns i'm expecting a big bounce back here for cleveland uh, the chiefs are one of the few fun i'm sorry run funnel defenses that we can target every week they're our lowest graded run defensive unit they're surrounding the second most DK points to opposing backs. Chubb's seen 18 carries in each of the last two games. He even had three targets last week, showing some upside there. Uh, this play really comes down to game script and whether or not you think the Browns' defense can keep them in this game or not. Cleveland, at home, has allowed 21.3 points per game to opponents compared to 31.3 when on the road. That's a whopping 10-point difference. If they can keep Mahomes in check, they're allowing a league-low 77.1 QBR then I think Chubb could go off for major fantasy points. Um, he's seeing a lot of touches, and I think he's a guy that I think I want to play. Uh, um, we've got a battle brewing here on Peyton Barber. He is on Scott's value list, and Tyler is going to come back and try to KO him on the dud list. So, uh, Scott, let's start with you. Uh, I don't know how Peyton Barber has become such a hot topic here between you and Tyler, but let's hash it out and see who's on the right side. Yeah, yeah, I, I hope uh, I hope Tyler's right so I can cross him off. But uh, just the same thing as what Sammy Watkins was for me last week. Why I wrote him up, he's just you know looking uh, at at the names of different guys, and he was just clearly the the top value at what, what is he thirty six hundred on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Not excited about him. I don't I don't like current him. projected ownership. By the way, is just five percent. Um, this is this is late Wednesday, so that always changed. But I don't know. I th- that probably seems about right. I mean, 3,600 for, for 15 low upside carries and two targets is whatever. Uh, let's, let's hear Tyler's counter. All right, Tyler, what do you got? Uh, he's just a guy that can get quickly game scripted out if, if things don't go the Bucks' way. He's also playing with an aggressive downfield thrower in Fitzmagic who rarely looks to check to him. In the five games Fitzpatrick played with him this year, Barber averaged 1.2 targets per game during that span. He's also scored less than four points in four of his last six outings if he doesn't reach the end zone. And Carolina is tied with the L.A. Rams for the second fewest red zone trips per game allowed um, at just 2.4 per game. Barber has literally no ceiling if he doesn't score. I I feel like Tyler just made a good enough case, Scott, and you didn't have as much enthusiasm. I'm going to give this to Tyler. Did he talk you off of Peyton Barber? No, I mean, he's still 3,600, so he's in play. All right. Um, I'm currently agnostic on Peyton Barber. I have have no Peyton Barber takes, good or bad. I'll have to uh, dive into that myself as the week progresses. Uh, Scott, you've got as your dud, uh, LaShawn McCoy. Uh, Just, I mean, how can you roster anybody on the Bills offense and do this? I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty much the case. Like, what's his touchdown expectation? Uh, it's a bad ground game matchup. He's not going to have good game script. The the offense is a mess. Uh, he's going to have to do all of his damage through the air. I mean, he, 
was all right last week, but but yeah, I don't see that continuing. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. He doesn't have a touch. He has no, he doesn't have a touchdown the entire season so far. I mean, if, if you add a touchdown onto his totals, it won't look horrible at 4,900, but I just... Uh, I'm, that's a pass for me uh, against Chicago. No way I'm going to do that. So I'm kind of in agreement with you on that one. Um, all right, let's uh, let's run it to a couple uh, fun things here at PFF. Uh, Tyler, I want to talk a little bit about the. Uh, so if you go to the wide receiver cornerback chart on Pro Football Focus, uh, if you click up near the top, you can see the points allowed, uh, and that's kind of it gives you quarterback, running back, receiver, and it gives you slot matchups. It gives you all this kind of stuff that's directional and all kinds of stuff. I noticed uh, I was looking at Christian McCaffrey up at the top for Carolina. It looks like against running backs, PFS got that charted as a positive matchup. It's not three pluses, but it's one. That's something I noticed this week for Mr. Derry Sanders. Uh, Tyler, did you come up with anything good here on either one of these charts for the people? You hit on exactly what I was going to look at, the Carolina team. Uh, just going across that entire row there, yeah. we've got Tampa Bay, second most points out of quarterback, top 10 in running back third and wide receiver number one tight end there are no panthers you can't play this week in my opinion uh if you scroll down a bit to the new orleans saints this game here against the rams really like the idea of playing michael thomas and traquan smith which one are, are you on the top one or the bottom oh i'm sorry it's uh lar is the first column all right so that, i think that's the Ram, that's the rams offense i believe then. oh you're right it's the rams i'm sorry i misread this one Rams versus Saints. So what we're looking here is for every Ram wide receiver in play, basically. They're giving up the second most fantasy points to the wide wide receiver position, 43.0. I think you can go with anybody. Uh, Cooper Cup's a guy that I'm super interested in here. Uh, great way to attack the slot of this defense. Yeah, don't don't forget those Josh Reynolds touchdowns last week. So those are really Cooper Cup's touchdowns, so they should be coming back this week. Uh, I do like that one. So this is a really fun interactive chart that's included in your edge subscription too they're always coming up with new stuff new articles at pff uh, and if you scroll down to this you might not know you have it uh, if you have the subscription you can get the left versus right versus slot scott does a lot of this on his own does a little bit differently um, but this is a pretty accurate thing i believe jeff ratcliffe put this together for pff uh, so check it out uh, jeff uh, definitely knows what he's talking about when it comes to that uh, i want to talk about the snaps and pace article uh, either one of you have any strong takes, you know, he's got Pat Thorman always at the top Buccaneers and Panthers. That's up near the top Steelers and Ravens. This is one. Let's talk about this one, Scott, for a second. What's your thoughts on this game? Because the pace looks good. The Steelers are on the road. So you're not going to see as much no huddle, but the Ravens play at a big pace. Do you have any takes in this game? It's not a game. A lot of people are talking about this week. Uh, anything specific uh, you can note on this. Yeah, I do. So James Conner is one of my top values just based on yes. recent volume. However, uh, he busted in this spot earlier this year, uh, and it's a tough running back matchup. Uh, and really everyone on Pittsburgh side busted in this matchup, despite it being uh, at home. Uh, though I will say uh, the best matchups for uh, Pittsburgh players are Vance McDonald and Juju Smith-Schuster who operate in the middle of the field, which is where Baltimore is most susceptible. Uh, and then on Baltimore's side of the uh, Baltimore side, uh, I really do like uh, Willie Steed quite a bit. I'm going to have heavy exposure to him, but the Crabtree is still uh, a bit of a value uh, on one of the sites. I forget which one as well. Yeah. So interesting. I'm going to have to read through this. Haven't had a timeout between basketball and football and all this Halloween stuff I got going on tonight. Haven't had a chance to read Pat's article uh, but it's one of the, the must things or this one. Uh, I read Ben Gretsch's article. That's a recent addition this year uh, on the Fantasy Insider slash Roto-Grinders. I read that. And then uh, Evan Silva's article. Are probably, those are kind of like the three main information uh, sheets that I read every week. Also, Scott's uh, Opportunity article here on Pro Football Focus. Uh, let's talk some receivers now. Uh, there's a, I think some of these guys are going to go a little – under owned in tournaments because guys like all right we could use Thielen we can use Brown we can use Hopkins we could use Mike Evans we could use Tyreek Hill you could take a shot on Julio Jones because he's cheap I think Michael Thomas is going to draw some ownership uh by looking at, at the numbers I'm looking at here uh Tyler you want to talk about uh new Hopkins he's got a new teammate probably not completely acclimated they lost Will Fuller Kiki QT might not play 
They're not going to be throwing a bunch of check downs to Lamar Miller. Uh, this looks like new Hopkins offense from last year when he was just getting peppered the entire season. You nailed it. Target funnel all going to Hopkins now with all of his teammates banged up and on the sideline. Uh, I think the Broncos are also going to focus a ton on limiting their former teammate in DT offensively. Yeah. Could shape up for a lot of targets going Nuke's way. The Broncos off the Broncos pass defense has allowed the fifth most pass plays of 20 plus yards. And they've given up the third most passing touchdowns of 20 plus yards. So big plays galore at, are possible here for Hopkins. Bradley Roby injury DNP already on Wednesday just makes this matchup even more exciting. Uh, Hopkins ranks third in air yards, second in market share of air yards, second in Whopper is 29.5% target share combined with his big playability down the field and in the red zone where he leads all players with 12 targets inside the 10 yard line. Uh, makes him my number one wide receiver this week from like a price slash ownership perspective. I think Michael Thomas will be the cash play, but Nuke's the one that I want to gravitate towards in tournaments. Uh, Scott, you want to talk about a couple people. Neither one of you have Michael Thomas, so we'll talk about Michael Thomas after you talk about your guys. You got Mike Evans to uh, to yourself. Uh, you like your teammate there. You had a good connection before you got benched for throwing all those interceptions. And then you got Adam Thielen with just 100 yards every single. How do you? How can you not like Adam Thielen? Seems like silly to try to to doubt Adam Thielen. Um, but what do you see specifically in these matchups, uh, Mister uh, Mister Fitzpatrick? Yeah, and, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins would, would be uh, in that three uh, ahead of Thomas for me. But, yeah, that, that's a really strong, solid three. Uh, Evans is actually hurt, so, so that makes it a little bit more questionable. But he is easily the best uh, wide receiver play on FanDuel. Uh, Landry, a guy, you know, I, I can't stay away from. He, he's up there too. But, but Evans is probably top wide receiver value play on FanDuel. Uh, he's averaging uh, – 27.6 fantasy points per game uh, per 40 pass attempts with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, that's 14.7 more than with Winston. Also uh, 10.3 targets per 40 attempts. That's 2.2 more than with Winston. Uh, and, you know, I, I've, I've written a bunch of articles on this uh, really th- what the, the change in quarterbacks means is way better efficiency way better volume, way better production for the wide receivers. For whatever reason, Winston throughout his entire career, very efficient when targeting tight ends, woefully efficient when targeting wide receivers, also doesn't like to look to them as often. Meanwhile, the exact opposite is the case for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Check out uh, some of my recent articles where I talk about that. Uh, Then Adam Thielen, uh, I mean, he's on a historic pace. He's seeing ridiculous volume. Uh, Stefan Diggs has, has crept up in volume. Sure. But Adam Thielen is the one who has the best, uh, uh, matchup of the week per our wide receiver versus cornerback chart against Nevin Lawson. Uh, and Stefan Diggs is going to be the one shadowed by Darius Slay, which is a, a tough matchup should funnel more production and volume towards Thielen. Uh, this is a glaring, uh, run funnel spot. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't even want to play, Minnesota, we're, we're actually, I think, because um, it's actually a great uh, contrarian play no one's going to be on. But, uh, yeah, Detroit ranks second worst in opposing passer rating. They're just a really bad defense all around. Maybe adding snacks makes Minnesota a little bit more likely to go pass heavy. I don't know. But uh, those three expensive wide receivers, I, I, I really want to play all of them. They're all in good spots. All right. I want to talk about a uh, player – uh, who's gotten in his last four games, these are his target totals, four, five, nine, and six. Michael Thomas. Uh, it seems like over the past, you know, he started off on fire. Everyone wanted to pay $9,500 or whatever it was for Michael Thomas. He's come back down to earth since they've got Mark Ingram back. They're kind of splitting duties back there. Haven't really seen it from Michael Thomas. What are, what are we doing here? Is 7,600 currently projected to be one of the highest owned wide receivers of the week. Uh, Tyler, I want to spend a couple seconds on him. What are your thoughts on him? I think that price tag makes him unavoidable. I mean, like, he's really hard to fade. Uh, he was $100 more than OBJ was last week, and he just went nuclear. Uh, I think the problem is that we're worried about run script, where the Saints team has been running a ton since Ingram's returned. Uh, it's really cut down in his target share, like you mentioned. Uh, but the matchup's kind of ideal. I mean, a 60-point total is unreal. Um, we should see a lot of volume, both uh, passing and just uh, in terms of pace as well, as mentioned in Pat's article. Um, matchup here is pretty good against Marcus Peters as well. He's allowed the seventh most yardage for a cornerback, uh, second most touchdowns allowed. Um, I think it's a get-right spot here for Michael Thomas. Uh, would you rather Michael Thomas and 
Any tight end not named Travis Kelsey, or would you rather pick a, a Lions wide receiver and play Travis Kelsey with him, Tyler? Yeah, I'd be fine going to battle with Galladay and Kelsey. Yeah. I think that sounds good to me uh, currently right now. Uh, Scott, what's your take on Michael Thomas? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's that total. That's that's what you have to decide, and it, it's a tough call. And, and, and how bad is Peters? Is he bad? I mean, there was that three-week stretch where he was easily the worst cornerback uh, but then out every week outside of that, he's been great, except for, well, last week against Devontae Adams. But look at the uh, uh, the cornerbacks Adams has faced and destroyed this year. It's been all of PFF's best, highest-rated cornerbacks, like Tredavious White, like Darius Slay, like Xavier Rhodes. So that's a question. It, does Peter's shadow again? Is Peter's good? Um, what does New Orleans do? do does, do they go run heavy kind of like they've been doing since Ingram has been in the lineup? It makes sense given the matchup uh, Los Angeles the past two years is just kind of begging teams to, to run on them. Um, I don't know. It, it's a tough call. Uh, like I said, I, he's a tier below the other three wide receivers I like, despite uh, him being cheap on, on DraftKings, I guess. Yeah. I don't have a strong take right now. He didn't make my first run through on a cash team, um, I'm focusing on Gurley and a couple cheap wide receivers to get Travis Kelsey. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm done paying for tight ends. that get me like <clears throat> two or three fantasy points or zeros. Uh, and I don't see that happening with Travis Kelsey this week. Um, so I don't know. I think Kelsey's pretty affordable. That's kind of where I'm leaning uh, currently on Wednesday night. Um, value receivers. Uh, Tyler, uh, you've got Smokey Brown. He is 5,800, probably a little bit more than most people would want to pay for, but uh, he has reasonable ownership, um, has been a little bit more miss than hit uh, than he was to start the season when he was more hit than miss. Uh, but the air yards, the targets are still reasonably there. This is a game they're probably going to have to throw uh, in order to win. I still think Pittsburgh's able to score some points here. Um, He's pretty good. It's just it's tough to pay for John Brown when you're staring at Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay, who are, are going to get a bump in targets this week, in my opinion. And I think that's where my fantasy dollars are going in the mid-tier. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, Brown is definitely a tournament play because he's as volatile as they come. But, I mean, you don't win GPPs with a 5 for 50 stat line. Uh, that's why I like Brown. Uh, I'd rather take the, the risk with the boom-bust weeks um, with the chance of taking down a tournament. I tweeted this out earlier this week. There have only been 12 occurrences of a wide receiver hitting 200-plus air yards in a single game. Brown has three of those occurrences. He netted 205 air yards against Pittsburgh in their last matchup, but got really unlucky. Just three catches, 116 yards, and a score. That was on seven targets. I'm not worried at all about this matchup here in the secondary. Joe Hayden's uh, playing extremely well, but the only guys he's shadowed so far this year are big-body wide receivers like Julio, A.J. Green. Um, we haven't really seen him target a guy of brown stature so I, I really like this play as far as a potential ceiling option here for brown um i think this is a game that is going to hit the over uh we saw last year as pat mentioned that i think it was uh 144 plays were run in that game uh, which, which is a ton um that was in the second matchup of pittsburgh and baltimore in their last year so i think brown overall is a guy that i want in my player pool um i just like his ceiling here this week all right, uh, t Scott, let's talk about the chalk of the week uh, with all the trades. Uh, Cortland Sutton, uh, he's at home now against the Texans uh, with Demarius Thomas traded. Uh, looks like he's in a really good spot. And despite seeing 16 less targets than Thomas this year, Sutton just had 54 less air yards. And I, I, some people make fun of air yards. I like air yards. I think it's a very meaningful uh, fantasy statistic, kind of like Tyler did with John Brown when you're looking for upside. Um, the DVOA against number two wide receivers too, which I don't know if it translates specifically, but the Texans are 30th in that. Uh, what do you see in this match? Is there anything we're missing in this matchup where Sutton just isn't the clear plug them in and then get all the studs you want elsewhere? Play? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going that route. I, you could, you could definitely make a case case against it, but, but I'm going to be playing him on the, the majority of my lineups mm -hmm. Uh, you know, per Ian Rappaport, it's Sutton's time. That's why he made this move. Per Jeff Darlington, uh, Denver fully believes this guy is ready to be a star this year. Uh, Demarius Thomas leaves behind 7.0 targets per game. Uh, what you were just trying to uh, say with, with air yards, uh, so like his target volume hasn't been good, but his target quality has been mm -hmm. good. He ranks top 15 in deep targets per game. 
Uh, he ranks uh, fifth among all receivers in end zone target market share, sixth in end zone targets per game. Uh, so that's incredible given the low volume. And like I just said, seven targets up for grabs, target volume should increase. Uh, he also has a ma the matchup on his side. Uh, so the Texans are giving up the fourth most fantasy points per game to, to wide receivers lying to the left. And that's where Sutton runs 52% uh, of his routes. So he has a matchup, increased volume, egregiously priced, um, you know, a touchdown upside, lots of like. Yep. Uh, can't really see him not making my cash team this week. Uh, so I expect very high ownership on Cortland Sutton. Uh, interesting. What, what do you think for tournaments? Even in tournaments, Scott, you're going to play him. He's going to be like the, the low owned wide receiver coming in at 35 to 40%. Almost never works out. I know it's different than trying to jam in Jermaine curse in the jets. It's a little bit better of an offense has a pretty good spot here this week. Does that concern you at all? Um, can you repeat that? What? Just in tournaments with a, like, he's going to have one of the highest ownerships we've seen for a receiver all year. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, you can, you can make that, that case. Cause I mean, we really haven't seen production from him. Uh, so, you know, as a, as a contrarian fade, sure. But I'm not going to get cute in, in my, like, let's say like I'll have uh, 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 three uh, tournaments in the, what's the one that's $333 on, uh, on DraftKings. Wild. I know what you're talking about, the, the three-entry max, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The so, power sweep. Yeah, uh, well, that too. So, uh, yeah, I, I probably will have him on two of those or three of those. All right. Uh, Tyler, let's talk uh, someone I think is going to gain a little bit of traction this week uh, as your dud player. Uh, he was supposed to be traded. Uh, the coach didn't like him. And then due to injuries, they had to throw him back into the mix. This is Devontae Parker at nine targets last week, six for 134 against Houston. So maybe this is a, some of the reasons, too, why we like Sutton. He's 4,600 on DraftKings. Uh, why do you not like Parker? Uh, I think he's going to be not like overly popular, but I don't know, seven and a half to 10% by the time it's all said and done. Yeah, which is like six to 9%, way too much for Parker. <laughs> I just think he's absolute garbage and I'm fading the chase this week. I think Kenny Stills was likely to return this week. Um, sap, it, Stills returning this lineup saps much of the target value that Parker inherited last Thursday night. Uh, with him out, with. Uh, Who's the other wide receiver? The other Dolphins wide receiver, too. Uh, Amendola. Wilson? Uh, Wilson, yeah. With with Wilson and Stills out, Parker was elevated to a ton of targets. Um, I don't think that continues if Stills, Stills returns. He was a DNP on Wednesday, so make sure to monitor that. Uh, but I also think this is a kind of tough matchup here on the outside. Jermaine Johnson might make his return to the field this week after a couple weeks out. Forms a very strong tandem on the outside with Mo Claiborne. Parker runs 83% of his routes on the outside against those two. I'm not really liking that matchup there. Um, second lowest game total on the slate. This is probably just the game I avoid almost entirely. Um, Scott, you want to talk, uh, you want to diss Stefan Diggs, who really got a huge target, target, um, huge amount of targets last week. Um, what, what is it against Diggs here? Is it the, is Darius Slay that good that you don't want to play any Stefan Diggs? You'd rather just play Adam Thielen? Uh, he actually hasn't been as good as he's been in the past, uh, you know, really low uh, PFF grade for him this year, uh, Darius Slay. But I, I am kind of worried about the matchup. I think that is going to funnel more work to Adam Thielen, who has the way easier matchup. And even Laquan Treadwell, who has arguably the softest matchup of any wide receiver against Tease Tabor. Um, just something to keep in mind, because I do know he pops out as a, a value. He is really cheap. Um, also, Allen Robinson against Tredavious White. No interest in him. Uh, and then Marvin Jones against uh, Xavier Rhodes is one I went back and forth on because, uh, you know, that that should make me want to play Kenny Galladay over him. But, um, you know, what happened last year uh, on Thanksgiving, uh, Marvin Jones just absolutely smoked uh, mm -hmm. Xavier Rhodes. That has me a little hesitant. But I uh, just wanted to mention those cornerback matchups as guys to uh, maybe not necessarily outright fade. Definitely Allen Robinson fade him. But uh, the other two, just just to keep in mind. What's uh, Tyler? You have a strong take on Jones or Galladay. I think you, you're probably going to end up wanting to play one of them. Do you have a strong take? Marvin Jones, 200 less on DraftKings. If Marvin Jones is able to beat Xavier Rhodes last year, when I think Rhodes was better. Um, Scott, Rhodes PFF grade this year. I believe it. It's not amazing, correct? Uh, I'll tell you in one second. Well, he actually didn't grade out very well last year, but he still was uh, one of the more effective cornerbacks in terms of, you know, yards allowed per 
uh, route and coverage uh, per shadow game. Uh, he What he does is, or at least last year, he gave up a lot of DPI yards, which negatively hurt his grade, mm-hmm. uh, but still made him a really tough cornerback for fantasy. Uh, and I do think he is, you know, um, just at least uh, from a fantasy point perspective, someone to be uh, cautious of. Uh, Tyler, what do you think? Uh, Galladay, two, three targets over the past two games. The steam run a little off on him. Jones had the big game last week. Uh, which way do you lean there? Yes, normally when it comes down to like a near tie like this, I try to lean on the guy that's going to be lower owned. And I think it's going to be Galladay this week, considering Marvin Jones is coming off the big game. Um, we'll also have a, that tough matchup with Rhodes. Um, Galladay's also just missed out on some like very big outings this year. Uh, we're waiting for that week for it to all come together. Maybe with Tate out of the picture uh, and a few more targets going his way, maybe this is the week where it happens. You're playing any TJ Jones? No, I've seen a lot of people pick him up in some of my dynasty leagues, and nah. <laughs> I've been I've held them for like two years. I've been waiting for this moment, <laughs> so I'm just there. Uh, but just yeah, pre- no. yeah, just in preseason DFS. <laughs> yeah, probably won't be playing him too. I, much. I play Michael Robert Roberts over him. Um, let's go to tight ends and uh, Tyler. I'll stick with you. I'm I'm I've mentioned this a couple of times. You know who did we roster in DFS last week? We rostered uh, Najoku and we rostered Uzoma, and they both yep. gave us goose eggs. <laughs> And if we're paying any sort of price for guys that can theoretically give you zeros, like would it surprise you if Trey Burton had had like low single digits or Austin Hooper or Vance McDonald or Kyle Rudolph or Ed Dixon or Ben Watts? Ben Watson gave a, a goose egg last week, last time he played. There's just so many guys at tight end and it's so gross this week outside of Greg Olson and OJ Howard. I don't know if I even really want to roster any of these guys this week. I'm just so sick of it. I'm playing for, I'm paying up for Travis Kelsey. You go look at the DVOA and you see the Browns sitting there at second. Um, But the Browns also gave up 13 receptions for 177 yards and two touchdowns to Jared Cook and OJ Howard. Um, I'm not buying the DVOA is kind of what I'm saying here. Uh, I I think I'm going to play Travis Kelsey and cash for the first time all season. I think it's a bold move, um, but there's a lot of value plays this week after all the trades that happened that kind of open it up to allow yeah. you to. Um, and like you said, the men average price tight ends aren't really in great matchups, nor are they putting up bankable production that we really feel comfortable with rostering in cash. Um, so I understand going with Kelsey, um, especially, especially if Tyree kill were to miss this week, mm-hmm. uh, he's battling a groin injury. I believe um, he was back in practice today. Like good to go. That's practice fully today. So yeah, he was limited today in practice. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, he was a full participant in practice on Wednesday, um, but you never know with a groin injury or hand. I think it's a groin that he has um, could flare up at any time. Um, the thing with Kelsey is he's uh, Mahomes' number two option. Cleveland's middle linebacker Joe Schubert remains out and has led to some quality tight end fantasy outings over the past few weeks. Uh, Pittsburgh's tight ends combined for five fifty six. Tampa's went for twelve for one hundred eleven. Um, Kelsey's not sharing that with anybody. So he's getting all those targets and receptions and receiving yards all to himself. Uh, and, even if Tyreek Hill plays, I still think Kelsey's a great option. In before two Demetrius Harris troll touchdowns this week. Yeah. Oh, hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, Scott, you, you share the same sentiment. It's Kelsey. I like Olsen too. Olsen's very nice too. If you're going in the, the middle tier, he's very unlikely, I think, to give a zero. I think you can play OJ Howard. The rest of the position's pretty trash to me. Um, and this is like the, with Sutton, with this mid-tier uh, Lions. We didn't even talk about Philip Lindsay, who didn't get a price in. He's 5,500 on DraftKings this week. You can make Kelsey work in your lineup pretty easily. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. There's like really not much to add. It's just a brutal week for tight ends. Why not play? Uh, the guy who, outside of Zach Ertz, is is far and away the best at the position. Yeah, um, and and with yeah with Tyreek Hill banged up too, it's just uh, he's worth paying up for. I don't think it's that easy this week, but um, we'll see. Um, I, I like I like Olsen too. Uh, although for my values, I, I I have Austin Hooper written up, but it's like again like a Peyton Barber thing where it's just like eh. Um, but uh, if you want to go super deep down, I'm also looking at like Michael Roberts and Ryan Griffin. Uh, as like the minimum price. Yeah. I would rather I would rather pay like twenty five hundred for just a complete shot in the dark than like 
3,700 and get a zero from Kyle Rudolph or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> brutal brutal, brutal uh, yep. position this year. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Um, speak, Austin, you have any other takes on Hooper? He was your value guy. Do you have any strong takes or it's just like he's someone that's going to at least get a couple of targets? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, he had those back-to-back double digit target games, like the two best of his career. Uh, and then, you know, had that game against the giants where I think he saw like four or five targets and then had the buy. Um, I think he's way, he's probably who he was against the giants and, in every other game of his career, except for those other two, but, but still, you know, uh, a, a value, I guess, you know, not someone I'm excited to play, but, um, uh, the numbers will, will say he's, he's the best value of the position. I don't know. Like I said, I'm willing to go so down low, it's dirty. And, uh, outside of that really just, uh, kind of want to play Kelsey and that's it. Uh, Tyler, you want to talk about Trey Burton here? What's this? I mean, you can't really take the wide receivers against the Bills. You can't really take a lot of the guys against the Bills. They have a really good pass defense. You beat them against the run. Um, I like Cohen this week. We didn't talk too much about him, but the those him, Philip Lindsay, these quick tit, quick twitch athletes are just uh, out of the running back position, just taking the uh, the NFL by storm. The really good ones. Um, I do like Cohen quite a bit here. Um, but what what has you on Burton this week? Actually, uh, he's a, he's wait, actually wait. my dad. Yeah. Oh, you know what it did? The, the Hewerman, the Hewerman talk of it got yes. me switched up here between the value and the dud. So we want some punts. I'll talk some Hewerman here. Yeah. I think he's an ultimate pivot off the chalky Sutton, who everyone will be gravitating towards this week in tournaments. Hewerman's $100 more than the Stoneman on DK, but provides immense touchdown potential. He has 12 targets inside the red zone. Uh, next closest on the team was DT with eight. Uh, he has eight targets inside the 10-yard line. That's tied with DT and Sutton. Uh, with DT out of the picture and teams focusing more on Sutton now, I think Kierman could benefit from DT's valuable red zone looks as they shift towards him instead. Houston allowed the fourth most touchdowns last year. They're ranked towards the middle of the pack in just about every statistical category this year versus tight ends. Uh, if you're punting, I mean, I think Kierman's a great way to go. Uh, Scott, 30 seconds. You had Hewerman as your dud. Uh, is Tyler right or, or are you right? No, I just wanted to troll Tyler. Uh, <laughs> no surprise. He is he is one catch over the past two weeks. You know, uh, Sutton's the play. Uh, but yeah, no, he he's definitely in play as a cheap guy. Like I said, uh, I might be looking at Ryan Griffin or uh, uh, Michael Roberts instead. But uh, you know, all those guys are, are, are vaguely in play, but not really good plays. All right, we're gonna get on out of here. We got the Roto World Show coming up next for you guys. Uh, thanks for sticking it out through uh, all of our costumes. Uh, thanks to Ryan Fitzpatrick for joining us from the show. I know we had a lot of game planning going on uh, this weekend, but uh, hopefully you throw 400 yards, four touchdowns, and, and no interceptions. I don't want to see you bench this week. And, uh, Tigger, I'll see you uh, back in Disney. Uh, I think I'm going back there in December, so I'll be wearing this outfit for sure with my nice little Cinderella purse and uh, be having a good time down there at Disney. So uh, thanks to all you for watching. Uh, thanks to Scott and Tyler, and uh, we out you.